did she do? Woman Jacker, hello. I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boon lands and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a weekly podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. It drops every Sunday. Today is the last show for the Hour of the Wolf playing at the Malt House. The cursed night approaches, or so the story goes. Let me tell you a story about Hope Hill, a town that time forgot. Or perhaps a town that time remembered too well. A town that time took hold of and wouldn't let go. Where one night, each year, the townspeople must reckon with their debt to the past. Bookings can be made via malthousetheatre.com.au. This is also the last day for Who's Gonna Love Em, I Am That I Am, on In The Beckett Theatre. This show is a post-traumatic performance thesis, winning the 2021 Patrick White Playwriting Award. Tickets are also through malthousetheatre.com.au. The other film festival, Resistance, is running through to 7th of December. Ten international and Australian films stream free on Acme Cinema 3 across Australia. Find out more at artsaccess.com.au or visit cinema3.acme.net.au. Mamma Mia! The Musical is currently playing at the Princess Theatre. A celebration of love, laughter and friendship, Mamma Mia! The Musical is a fabulous night out for all ages. The show must close on the 10th of December. Tickets via marinagroup.com.au Mamma Mia! The Musical must close next month. Book at Ticketek today. The Long Pigs is on at TheatreWorks and runs through to the 10th of December as well. Set in a rickety abattoir shack, the pigs are working hard on their latest obsession to rid the world of every last red-nosed clown. Tickets via theatreworks.org.au The Merchant of Venice is playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until December 23. This hilarious adaptation breathes life into a rarely produced work, combining the rich language of Shakespeare's iconic play with the vibrant energy of musical theatre in a production that's guaranteed to dazzle audiences young and old. Tickets are via trybooking.com. Christmas Under the Big Top will be here until December 24 at Burnley Oval in Richmond. There is free entry for kids under two, although booking fees apply. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474 220050. On the 5th of December, join Arts House for Good Things Come in Threes. It's a party with thrice the fun as they unveil Season 1 for 2024. No bookings necessary. Surat Suratnia opens at La Mama HQ on the 6th of December and runs through to the 17th. This work will appeal to anyone interested in politics and history, bearing witness to a still untold story where millions are estimated to have been massacred in the communist purges in Indonesia. Tickets can be booked through lamama.com.au. The bill is on for one night only on the 7th of December at Dance House. The bill extends the improvised performance realm through the sensibilities of contact improvisation. Book your tickets at dancehouse.com.au. 
Funeral is opening on the 7th of December for three nights at the Motley Bear House. Funeral approaches the biggest mystery of life with all the poetry of a Cardi B lyric and all the journalistic integrity of Total Girl magazine. Tickets through themotley.com.au. The Wacky Wombat takes over St Kilda Botanical Gardens from the 9th to the 23rd of December. This hilarious 60-minute pay-what-you-can show follows the Wacky Wombat on a whimsical adventure across Australia, meeting some larger-than-life characters and learning all about environmental conservation on the way. Tickets via trybooking.com. It's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. It will be an unforgettable night of family harmony and rocking rhythms when Wilbur Wilde's clan joined forces to celebrate Christmas. Tickets via Humanitix. The Fun Loving Criminals are kicking off their Australia tour and will be in Melbourne at the Northcote Theatre on the 22nd of December. The Fun Loving Criminals are an iconic multi-genre band known for their electric fusion of rock, hip-hop and jazz. Tickets via theprestigeevents.com.au Roald Dahl's Fantastic Mr. Fox hits the Comedy Theatre stage from the 13th to the 21st of January 2024. No one outfoxes a fox. Tickets via marinagroup.com. On the 15th of January, the Melbourne Theatre Company presents 17, a wild and wise vision of adolescence where youth and maturity intermingle in every moment. The season runs through to the 17th of February and tickets can be purchased through mtc.com.au. Groundhog Day the Musical is playing for 13 weeks at the Princess Theatre from the 24th of January. This brilliant new production is based on the classic movie and is a parable of love, hope and transformation. For all bookings and inquiries, call 1300 111 Victorian Opera brings Candida to the Palais from the 8th to the 10th of February. Voltaire's satirical tale of mindless optimism springs to life through a brilliant score from famed West Side Story composer Leonard Bernstein. Tickets can be booked at victorianopera.com.au. The Rocky Horror is back in Australia from the 12th of January and takes residence at the Athenaeum from the 9th of February with Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter and Joel Creasy as the narrator. It's astounding!
The Rocky Horror Show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr. Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania, where people really like to party. Tickets are on sale now at rockyhorror.com.au. On Thursday the 1st of February 2024, a Rational Fear podcast is celebrating its 100 1,404th download at the Malthouse Outdoor Stage. Irrational Fear brings together Australia's best comedians and experts to laugh at the world around them. Tickets via malthousetheatre.com.au Rejoiceify Melbourne, Wicked is back. Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women meet in the land of Oz. Performances at the Regent Theatre commence from the 6th of March, 2024. Bookings via ticketech.com.au or phone 1300 111 Four brings Irish dance sensation Airborne back to Australia. The wait is finally over for all the fans who have anticipated seeing this incredible show. The tour kicks off on April the 18th and will do 22 shows across Australia. Tickets are on sale at malinevents.com. Finally, Sunset Boulevard is coming to 2024 and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. You can jump on the waitlist at sunsetmusical.com.au. My review this week is the book The Last Emperor, written by John Scalzi. 2020 was a place for some arts to die, but it was also a place where other arts got to fly. Books were one of the winners of that difficult time. According to the Authors Guild, fiction book sales increased by 18%. One book published in the midst of lockdowns and a world turned out Inside Out was the final instalment of the Interdependency Trilogy called The Last Emperor, written by John Scalzi. I must admit, I started reading this when it was released. I feel it is quite telling that I've only just finished this book so many years later. The Interdependency Trilogy actually began as a two-book space opera. As it was written, it became apparent a third instalment was necessary, and whilst I haven't read the first two, I feel like the whole story actually lies in the second half of this third book. The trouble with writing what have become become known as space operas is that the authors think they can reveal things slowly and in a convoluted manner. This is why I have only just finished this book. In my opinion, absolutely nothing happens until the second half. There is no inciting incident of any significance to draw the reader in. On the other hand, in these pages, the first two books are pretty much explained, or the cliff notes at least, so I don't feel any need to read them, and the world is not intriguing enough for me to want to go back and explore the history. The concept has good potential. The interdependency is a diaspora of humanity which has managed to fling themselves deep into the universe through wormhole style 
flows. They now have the technology to build habitats, so it doesn't matter that the planets are incompatible for human life. These communities also don't need to be near each other because they are connected by these flow streams. The problem is, in the first two books they have discovered these streams are collapsing, and the last Emperox, Greyland 2, has to figure out how to get as many people through what will be the last remaining stream to the only planet which can sustain human life. An added complication is that one of her enemies has rebelled and taken control of the other end of that stream, and any spaceship not permitted through will be destroyed upon arrival. The conceit is a lot of fun, and once the last Emperox stops messing around with all the cloak and dagger stuff, the story really takes off. The structure of the book is in three books, which is part of why I don't think you need to bother with the first two. The characters are mostly fascinating, although I think making the key players female is a bit disingenuous and leaves them feeling a bit two-dimensional. I don't care what people may say, a woman is not just a man with mammary glands. Having said that, the character of Kiva Lagos is great fun. Greyland seems a bit lacking in personality. Nadashay Nohamapatan is a wonderful villain. Perhaps it is worth reading book two, The Consuming Fire, because that is where the the rivalry between Lagos and Nohamapatan seems to have been fully realised. The technology in The Last Emperox is a mix of good ideas and what the fuck. Scalzi has long had a fascination with life extension and transference of personality to other places as the body dies, kind of like altered carbon. The Interdependency Trilogy plays with this and there is a big reveal in The Last Emperox which mirrors some of what has been developed in the Foundation TV series. On the disappointing side is the little things like how they still use tablets and watch shows with tablets resting on their knees. I would have thought that by that point in our technological development, we might have come up with something a bit less cumbersome. I know this sounds like I didn't enjoy the book. I really did, or at least the second half. The problem is that in 2020, I didn't have the patience to wade through all the soap opera before finally getting to the action. In the end, what is good about science fiction is the technology, the ideas in the world building, and the action. Action. Just like any film script, a book needs to start at a point of action. The past and the relationships get revealed through that moment of impact and the ramifications which come from that. Despite my reservations, I do think science fiction addicts will enjoy this world. This trilogy is possibly a winning Christmas present idea, especially if you have a teen who is a real sci-fi addict. And for industry news today, the M Pavilion 10 design and program has been unveiled. M Pavilion celebrates its 10th anniversary with its latest architecture commission and free summer program of more than 150 art and design events. Now open in the Queen Victoria Gardens, the five-month-long festival is divided into three themes inspired by M Pavilion 10's architect Tadao Ando. Throughout December, Memories of Place focuses on events themed around changing landscapes. January and February events honours craftsmanship, with the festival closing out in March with a month-long celebration of Ando's design philosophy, A Blank Canvas. The Pritzker Prize Laureate's first ever project in Australia, Tadao Ando's M Pavilion 10, features a large canopy, a 14.4 metre aluminium clad disc resting on a central column and offset squares creating two entrances that lead to the centre of the structure. Concrete walls of varying lengths partially enclose the space to form a sanctuary reminiscent of a Japanese walled garden. M Pavilion is the flagship initiative of the Naomi Milgram Foundation and has grown to become one of Australia's most visited and 
impactful design attractions, creating discussions around how architecture, art and design can change lives. The events program is supported through Creative Victoria and you can explore the 2023 summer program at mpavilion.org. Today for something special I want to tell you about Gaslight coming to the Comedy Theatre in 2024. Young, trusting and fragile, Bella Manningham thinks she's losing her mind. In the evenings she hears strange noises. The sitting room gas lamps dim for no apparent reason. Is Bella's loving relationship with her urbane partner Jack all that it seems? Patrick Hamilton's 1938 play introduced us to the powerful term we now use to describe an insidious form of deception and manipulation. This liberating adaptation by John O'Reilly Wright and Patty Jameson, which world premiered at the 2022 Shaw Festival, is a gripping, reimagined thriller of daring and doubt. Will the gaslighting have its intended dire effect, or will our heroine find the strength to save herself? Here is what director Lee Lewis has to say about the show. I think what audiences are going to be able to expect from this version of Gaslight is a surprisingly strong contemporary story with a lot of nuance about power and relationships and greed and revenge and fear mixed in with love and the question of alliances. All of these nuances have always existed in relationships around the world and across time. And I think they're going to be really surprised that something from another time can feel so fresh and contemporary. With all the hallmarks of Victorian Gothic refreshed with intriguing new insights, Gaslight is a thrilling theatrical experience. Join Geraldine Hakewill, Toby Schmitz, Kate Fitzpatrick and Courtney Cavallaro at the Comedy Theatre from the 6th of March for this gripping theatrical journey. So to finish, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. Today is the last show for The Hour of the Wolf playing at the Malthouse. Bookings can be made via malthousetheatre.com.au. This is also the last day for Who's Gonna Love Em, I Am That I Am in the Beckett Theatre. Tickets also through the malthousetheatre.com.au. The other film festival, Resistance, is running through to the 7th of December. Find out more at artsaccess.com.au or visit cinema3.acme.net.au. Mamma Mia! The Musical is currently playing at the Princess Theatre. Tickets via marinagroup.com.au. The Long Pigs is on at TheatreWorks and runs through to the 10th of December. Tickets via theatreworks.org.au. The Merchant of Venice is playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens until December 23. Tickets via trybooking.com. Christmas Under the Big Top will be here until December 24 at Burnley Oval in Richmond. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474 220050. On the 5th of December, join Arts House for Good Things Come in Threes. No bookings necessary. Surat Suratnia opens at La Mama HQ on the 6th of December and runs through to the 17th. Tickets can be booked through lamama.com.au. The bill is on for one night only on the 7th of December at Dance House. Book your tickets at dancehouse.com.au. Funeral is opening on the 7th of December for three nights at the Motley Bauhaus. Tickets through themotley.com.au. And finally, the Wacky Wombat takes over St Kilda Botanical Gardens from the 9th to the 23rd of December. Tickets via trybooking.com. <coughs> What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara, and drops every Sunday. Also, if you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Let's catch up again next week. What Did She Do? <laughs> <laughs>